0: You are listening to McKinsey on Insurance podcast. In this series, we feature experts who discuss trends, disruptions, and strategies that are reshaping the insurance industry as we know it today. I am Elila Rea, and I'm a partner out of our Boston office. I am really excited today to share a conversation with Nicole Lecker, who is Vice President of Client Experience Strategy and Journeys at Northwestern Mutual. Hello, Nicole. Very good to have you. Thank you, Ellie. I'm excited to be with you today. Let's get started. Nicole, you are building a new standard for the life insurance industry when it comes to new policy underwriting and the broader enrollment experience for customers. Can you bring this to life for us? What is your vision?
1: Yes, of course. So first, as I think about putting that vision um, in place, I want to put it into context. Northwestern Mutual is a 166-year-old mutual company and we exist to free Americans from financial anxiety. We know that buying financial products can be really difficult and time-consuming for our clients. And with life insurance, it's a product clients typically don't want to think about, addressing your own fears of mortality and the uncomfortable thoughts associated for planning the what-if, I'm not here to provide for my loved ones. And the last thing we wanna do when a client is taking this critical step for their financial future in buying insurance is to meet them with a cumbersome and invasive process that creates additional anxiety. So our vision is on creating a leading client experience for all of our product purchases and shifting the paradigm of risk selection to remove that anxiety and the long cumbersome steps that it takes to buy insurance. So we're truly redefining how clients will experience life insurance in the future and reimagining the journey of buying
0: insurance. Sounds like a big endeavor, Nicole. Can you like maybe bring it to life for me with an example, right? Like why is that that painful for customers? Uh, Why does it mean so much to them what you are doing?
1: Yes. So why is it painful if if you've purchased insurance recently? uh, Oftentimes you have to Work with an advisor, you complete paperwork, go get a medical exam, provide fluids, give blood, and then you often submit the application and you wait and you wait and you wait. And oftentimes they'll come back with an additional request or maybe they need additional insights on your financials. And it just every time you go back to a client, it creates that sense of anxiety around, well, do I want this? Do I need this? Do I, do I want to like continue to go through this process? And that is exactly what we want to avoid. We want people to come in and be confident that they want to address their financial needs. And we want to make it simple and easy for them without jumping through
0: a tremendous amount of extra steps and hassle. I would imagine it has has taken a lot for you to bring this vision to life. What did it take to make this happen?
1: What it truly took was having one a clear vision of where we wanted to go. What do we need to achieve? Having aspirational goals, a sense of urgency, enterprise prioritization, and support and guidance from our senior executive leadership team were all critical to mobilizing the organization with a common objective and sense of purpose. This truly was an enterprise effort with teams supporting from nearly every function, working together day in and day out, identifying the right talent and teams and establishing the right structure and cadence to bring all these parties together was instrumental to move at scale, the pace, and to keep
0: all the teams in sync as they navigated the complexity. So you just mentioned that senior leadership support matters, and indeed it does, but how did this manifest? in a day-to-day basis? What did the senior leaders do differently? This was truly a top-down driven initiative and we had active engagement from our
1: CEO and key members of his team that were partnering with us on a weekly basis to continue to problem solve and clear the roadblocks and hurdles that we had as we were driving this work forward. Because this was a true transformation effort, we didn't have all the answers. We were learning daily, sometimes hourly, and we'd have to go into conversations with new insights, new information. They ultimately got comfortable with us making amazing progress and addressing the right problem areas and challenges and our ability to be proactive and moving forward instead of, you know, reactive and not having, you know, and getting mired down in some of the, the mess. And then I think one of the other things that was really powerful as we think about the mindset shift required for all leaders was this initiative was truly an enterprise focused initiative and it required all of the functional leaders and department leaders to work outside of their day-to-day responsibilities and collaborate and problem solve for the enterprise. And that role modeling was critical, and it helped the teams that were problem-solving on a day-to-day basis naturally break down those barriers that were typically there as you're driving you know, your regular day-to-day operations. We saw a lot of the removal of, it's not my thing, it's our thing. Now let's lean in and solve this for the good of our client.
0: So as you are describing what it took, Nicole, it feels like, you know, as any other industry-shaping initiative... So I'm sure there were a lot of challenges along the way. What were the biggest barriers and how did you overcome them? There were a lot of barriers
1: to this, as many industry players would have, especially in established organizations like ours. One, the technology environment was incredibly complex and navigating an end-to-end digital transformation seamlessly while you're still operationalizing and mobilizing in your day-to-day needs was incredibly challenging to manage. Additionally, speed was a critical part of the initiative, and we needed to overcome some underlying cultural mindsets. This was an incredibly complex problem, and it required our teams to work and think differently. And Nicole, what about talent? How did you make sure you had the right skills? So traditionally, our teams made decisions through consensus. We simply didn't have time for that with this initiative. It required us to break the work into smaller, integrated teams to own the solutions and make the decisions at a faster pace. The trust and empowerment of these teams was critical. And while it was uncomfortable at first, it was truly amazing to watch the team build confidence in time and really drive the outcomes. We also know you know, we were more internally focused. Our teams tended to operate in silos, aligned to our capabilities and to our product lines, we had to change that because we needed to solve for the client. Our teams needed to collaborate cross-functionally, and we had to keep the client at the center of every discussion, which truly changed how we made decisions, how we solved the problems, and how we needed to work together to make the reality come to life. With this initiative, we had to learn to be comfortable with ambiguity. We embraced the learnings, and the progress was more important than perfection. We also had talent and skill sets needs. We had teams that had different levels of proficiency, working in a scaled agile model, which created needs for role clarity. We had to improve our deliverable quality because we were working across so many different teams, both on product and technology teams, and required us to do just-in-time training to bring the various teams to an equivalent operating model.
0: I often hear across many of my clients technology as one of the barriers, the big challenge, What was the case for you? We also learned about uh,
1: the need for greater technology coordination. So the complexity of this and the ecosystem of the people process and technology changes required us to have robust program management to allow every part of these changes to be carefully orchestrated and sequenced and tested and validated to ensure that when we roll the product out that our People were informed of the changes. They were well-equipped to support it. Our technology was working seamlessly um, and all the pieces moved together simultaneously. So we had a lot of work to do to coordinate this from end to end as well.
0: Right. So you are describing some very major like shifts, right, in the way that you, that you work, right, across processes, technology, talent, but it seems like most important in terms of ways of working, right? A lot of new mindsets and behaviors that that came to place one question on my end nicole is i'm sure there was a moment right when you knew that this was going to happen and it was going to be a success and you were going to get to the vision and there was no turning back to the way things were done before do you remember that moment That first
1: moment was when uh, we watched our first case go through the end-to-end straight-through processing experience. I recall it it was a weekend deployment and it was after 10 o'clock at night. And there were probably a hundred of us anxiously awaiting and monitoring the Slack channel, watching as the case cleared every step in the process, every technology piece. And so when that first case went through end-to-end, it was incredible because we had gone from having this aspirational goal to drive significant automation. And that was before we even had the end-to-end digital capability. So we needed to have an end-to-end digital capability, and then we needed to build the mechanism to have it go all the way through the experience, straight through. And so when that moment happened, about six months or so after we started this initiative, it was so encouraging, and it was so amazing to watch the team feel that confidence uh, and that shift from, you know, a few months prior, they were telling us there was no way we could do this. There's no way this is gonna happen. To them seeing now that after six short months, they were able to make it happen. And I think that was truly a defining moment because they got to, instead of the, I can't, we can't do this to now we have done it. Now we can do this. And now we have to take it in scale from this point forward. And the second moment I would say that was really um, impactful as well um, was the the timing of our nationwide launch. And we had some new functionality that we were testing. We needed more time to work with our distribution teams to understand if the capability was going to work. And I remember that we had to delay what we thought was our original nationwide launch timeframe. So instead of a 12 week rollout, we were forced into a two-week Big Bang rollout because we had to thread this very narrow window of time of when we could actually make this scale to our entire distribution across the country. And the teams did such an outstanding job. It was virtually a flawless rollout. And that ultimately gave us the foundation
0: to scale the capabilities and achieve the ultimate target by the end of the years. What advice would you give to those other leaders in your industry, across industries that are going through similar transformational journey?
1: I think first and foremost, I would say it's really important to focus on what your clients need from you. Don't let your internal processes or institutional guardrails be your barriers to innovation and transformation. If we were to focus on that, there's no way we'd be doing um, what we're doing today. And it really gave the team the unlock to solve for what was most impactful to our clients. Second, I'd say, um, be clear on your objectives, empower your teams and create that environment of psychological safety to unlock the creative problem solving needed to drive your transformation. And then I think my third uh, learning would be that Leadership truly matters in these moments. I cannot underscore how critical the engagement and support of our senior executive team was to this transformation and the sustainment
0: of this new way of working. If we make it a bit more personal, Nicole, what about for you as a leader? While we have an incredible culture to
1: deliver a transformation at this scale, we discovered that we had mindset shifts that were holding our teams back. And that our our entire leadership team needed to own them and change that behavior to ultimately unlock our potential. The right team composition is critical. We had an extraordinarily talented and diverse team that brought their best thinking, respected, and challenged each other every single day. The team dynamic was essential because they were in the trenches every day. And so having the right team made it all possible as well. And then I think, thirdly, as a leader, I think it's okay to be vulnerable and ensure that we certainly didn't have all the answers. There were plenty of moments where we had more challenging news in a week than we had positive news. Um, And I'd question my own resolve sometimes to continue to drive at the size that this pace, right? It was really tough. But I had my inner circle of my Team Nicole friends that really rallied me during these moments. And I think leaning on your team, your colleagues and partners um, is truly something that you need to be able to withstand the amount of resiliency that you need
0: to drive forward as well. Nicole, thank you for sharing that. I think those are all really wonderful learnings and maybe since I have you and uh, we are talking about learnings and leadership and you are an inspirational female leader at Northwestern Mutual and I would say in the industry too. So. Maybe a reflection. I'd love to hear from you. What would be the advice or like topics? What are the tips that you'll share with them? Uh, because we have a um, very strong and passionate group of female leaders in the insurance industry that are making things happen in a day-to-day basis. And I think they'll be extremely inspired by you know the story that you are telling. I think there's one
1: thing that I can share that I've learned along the way with this initiative was to truly be confident in your unique strengths that you bring to the table. It takes the diverse perspectives and experiences to solve the most complex challenges and unlock the best solutions to be relevant for the future. And I would say that for a long time I suppressed my own voice because I was afraid my ideas were too different from my peers. And then I realized how powerful it was when we actually listened to the various perspectives around the table. And while the voices may be different, the perspectives are critical to us solving and reflecting what the needs are for our clients and where we need to be for the future. So if there's one thing that I would encourage everyone is just to be confident in yourself.
0: Nicole, thank you so much for sharing your insights, your experience, and your learnings. It's been a real pleasure to hear your story and feel the passion and the energy that you have around the transformational journey that you just went through. Thank you also to our listeners. And as a quick reminder, you can find a transcript of today's conversation on mckinsey.com.